2: Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash
3: switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
3: Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too, Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home.
4: Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.
0: Hello, Guilty Feminist. I just wanted to let you know before you listen to the podcast that I will be speaking at the rally for Texas abortion rights. It's on Saturday, the 2nd of October, and it starts at Trafalgar Square at noon. And it ends at the American Embassy, where we will be sending a message. So please come and join us if you can. I'll be speaking along with lots of other wonderful women. So come along to this feminist protest with us.
4: Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) I'm a feminist, but... Welcome back, everybody. Um, I'm a feminist, but this week I booked a bikini wax on an app. This is true. And I accidentally clicked Hollywood. And now I look like body positive Barbie.
4: (laughs) Just a bunch of smooth mounds. Uh, I'm a feminist, but... Um, Recently, I've been listening to a lot of music from the times that I was in high school, um, and I really enjoyed the use of the word whore in them. (laughs) Like, in the Paramore song... A crush, crush, crush. She's like, once a whore, you're nothing more. I'm sorry, that'll never change. And I'm like, great lyric. Or panic at the disco. When he's like, oh, what a beautiful wedding. And then they're like, what a shame. What a shame The poor groom's bride is a whore. And I'm like, that makes sense. <laughs> it's a good song. They're making great points.
0: You're a product of your generation, Kima. Oh,
4: yeah yeah. It's,
0: it's why there's so much uh, anger from your people.
4: Yeah, it's just a lot of... Ah! And then my favourite part is after that, he goes, I chimed in with a haventry... He's like, haven't you people ever heard of closing the door? And it's just like, that's a great response. He didn't stand up for the groom's bride. He wasn't like, hey, her choices are her choices. He was like, close the door when you talk shit at a wedding. <laughs>
5: I'm a feminist, but... Hi. I'm a feminist, but uh, I find my female voice a little bit whiny and a little bit girly. So I like to slag myself off with a male voice that I put into a monkey puppet. Oh,
4: dear.
2: (laughs) I'm a feminist, but... (laughs) Even though I try to be body positive, I'm so influenced by the music of the early 2000s. Come on. Yeah. That whenever I see someone with a small bra size, I think, <laughs> lucky at my breasts are small and humble, so it don't confuse them with the mountains. Damn you, Shakira.
4: La
6: la la la
0: I'm a feminist, but just before the house opened and you came in, we had a group photo on the stage. And when we looked at the back of the camera afterwards, Jess Robinson said, oh, no, we have to take it again. The way I'm hunching over makes me look like I've got a dowager's hump. (laughs) To which I replied, do you know, that's quite a good new name for this podcast, dowager's hump. As in, I've got the dowager's humped with this patriarchy.
4: It's not bad, is it? It's not <laughs> bad. Yeah, dowager. launched a new term today. Yeah. Kemo, like, wow. we had to fully explain to Kemo what a dowager was. Yeah, and a hump. <laughs> <laughs> Never humped before in my life. <laughs> um... I'm a feminist, but I keep making the mistake of assuming that the women I date will behave better than the men that I date. (laughs) It's not very feminist, because a real feminist would know that women are not better than men, women are not gods, women are people, and all people have an equal capacity to make you come and break your heart. (laughs)
0: I feel like we are more evolved. I'm sorry, I just do.
5: I'm a feminist, but she's a slut. (laughs) (laughs) And a slag and a
4: whore.
5: And I've had it with this bitch. I want this woman to just get out my (laughs) arse. She hangs out on me like a town (laughs) con. And I stopped bleeding years ago.
4: Oh. I'm so sorry.
5: She's not sorry, she's responsible.
0: <laughs> I feel like Monkey likes the same sort of music as Kima Bob. Fuck yeah! yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same sort of vocabulary.
4: It's a vibe. I'm just like, let's bring back the word whore. <laughs> we, can, we can leave it. Where, it didn't go anywhere. We can leave it wherever it is. Yeah.
0: Let's just leave the word whore right there. <laughs> Are we ready to start the show? Uh-huh. welcome, welcome, welcome to the Guilty Feminist, Nina Cotty, everybody. Kima Barber, Jess Robinson. We will be seeing all of these wonderful women in a little bit. Thank you so much for coming back. I am so excited about this show tonight. Do you know, we are the first people back in Queen Elizabeth Hall post the pandemic. (laughs) Is she in in her hall? I'm assuming. I don't know. It doesn't matter. If the Queen hasn't made it tonight, she can listen to it on Her Majesty's Internet like everybody else. Um, Thank you so much for coming back and filling uh, Her Majesty's Hall. Um, I am so so genuinely thrilled and excited. I barely can say anything funny because I just want to hug you all and weep a little bit onto your shoulder and say, "Oh my God, we're back. Like can I touch somebody?" Probably not, under the rules of I have to have my own microphone that no one else is allowed to touch, so I'm probably not allowed to touch a person. but can we just like sort of E.T touch? Like just do that, like we nearly touch. Oh, oh I feel that. I'm so happy, like, we're back out doing proper feminism again. Not that we weren't doing proper feminism before, I'm not saying that, but it was, I feel like, we, it's hard to do feminism when you're all in solitary confinement, is what I'm going to say. It's hard. Did anyone feel like they did any feminism during lockdown, shut in behind closed doors? Some people? I mean, some people have to stay inside all the time, so I'm not implying you can't do feminism, I'm just saying if nobody's out and everybody's in, it's trickier. Um, some people cheered uh, if, if you did do some feminism while you were inside that you could point at that and go that was some feminism uh, what did you do? you reclaimed these streets, reclaimed these streets. yes <laughs> could you tell us a little bit about what you did to reclaim these streets uh, we put
1: on a bed that the police cancelled and then we sued the police and then
6: raised
0: 550,000 uh, pounds for women and girls card. wow That makes the petition I sent round seem diminutive. Um, that's absolutely amazing. And uh, Reclaim These Streets, are you continuing to reclaim these streets? Okay, does anyone want to go next? <laughs> anyone else to feminism? I feel, I feel we should have held off with you. Um, I believe you're Jamie Klinger, aren't you? Yes, I mean, I, I can't see your face, but I believe you're Jamie Klinger. You are Jamie Klinger, yes. If you are... I feel like we should have left Jamie Klinger for later. Because I think what, would have been nice to go in with, oh, I made my neighbour a cake, and I put a suffragette topper on it, and she, she and I talked over a fence about how feminism was in the old days, and we really connected. Obviously, I don't talk to her now, I've got a job, but, you know... For those... There was a good six weeks there where she was just like my grandmother, my feminist grandmother. And, like, we could have started with that. And then we could have gone on to, you know, my... I spent some time talking on a classroom Zoom with my daughter's class about feminism, and then I realised they'd all just put a screensaver on. They weren't really there. But still, it felt good to be alive, to be doing something other than just making breakfast again um, three times a day. Like, we could have started there. You start with a nice low bar, and then you build up to... We took the Met to court... (laughs) and raised half a million quid because they wouldn't let us have a vigil, and then they... that It just feels like we've got nowhere to go now. Uh, <laughs> with that... Did anyone raise more than £550,000? <laughs> Does anybody, anybody else have a, some beef with Cressida Dick? <laughs> I've seen some things at like Cressida Dick lately. Is it... Is they, they're now... It looks like she's on the way out. Um, but for not because of you, Jamie... Because of corruption, is that right? I don't, I, I don't want... I mean, allegedly. I don't know anything about it. To be honest, I didn't read the article. <laughs> I just went, bad day to be dick. And, you know, just turned to the page. There's a lot of bad things to read. I can't read every bad thing. I honestly can't. Can anyone, does anyone else feel like they can't read every bad thing? Yes. Um, I did... However, find the time to look at a full video of Jennifer Aniston having an awkward moment on breakfast television. (laughs) So, I'm a feminist, but, you know, you need, that was self-care. Self-care. It cheered me up no end, watching Jennifer Aniston having an awkward moment on breakfast television and reminding myself that money and fame and hair like that will not make you happy. It will not make you... I don't know how many times I have to be convinced of that before I believe it. I think I'm the exception to that rule, though. I think if I had as much money in as many houses and as shiny hair as Jennifer Aniston, I would be happy. I would be the first person to be happy at that level. Truly, exponentially, if you get over a certain level of wealth and certainly over a certain level of fame, your happiness goes plump. It's almost impossible to be happy if you are Jennifer Aniston. So uh, not I hope she's not listening... If you are listening, Jennifer Aniston, you are a woman and I want to cheer you up. I want to bring up all women. Jennifer Aniston, if you're listening, um, I'm sure you can find happiness, just not with the path you've taken. (laughs) Take a new path. Come on this show, do some feminism with us, Jennifer Aniston. It's all any of us are saying. Um, Yeah. Um, People are are cheering. Are you cheering that because you wish that for her or because you want to see her shining hair in real life? My first question, I'm a feminist, my first question would be, what's with the conditioner? Like, it's got to be something. It's not, it's almost inhuman. Um, All right. So, here's the thing. We've had quite a lot of shows lately, because the world has been, I don't know if you've noticed, quite fucked. And I've had, we've had, so we've done quite a lot of shows about how uh, fucked the world is. Um, Has anyone noticed the themes of the latest shows have been super Oh, another way in which the world is very fucked, indeed. Um, and so uh, I saw somebody, when they saw the lineup for tonight, say, uh, and, and they heard the last one that Kima and I did at Soho Theatre, and that was just a ridiculous lolfest, fest, the one we did at Soho Theatre. And someone said, I was really pleased about that, um, because some of the shows lately have been so sad, I found them hard to listen to after the original comedy bit. So I was really pleased that there were no... There was no feminism in that show, really, at all. It was just <laughs> pure guilt. And you sort of just didn't really... You know, I, the thing is, it was very feminist. It was just... Uh, just give me a cheer if you're more feminist than guilty. Yeah. There's only about 7% of any audience I'm servicing. Give us a cheer if you're more guilty than feminist. Yeah. Absolutely. So tonight... I just thought, we're back in a big room for the first time. This is our first proper big show back. Fuck it. Let's go full guilty. Are you on for that? Tonight, the theme of our show is reclaiming our joy, connecting with each other, and maybe even a little light touching where appropriate. Are you on for that? Please welcome to the stage, my incredible co-pilot for this evening. It's the wonderful Kima Bob. Ah!
4: (laughs) Okay. Oh my god, I can't even cope with the fact that like we're back, baby. I know. We're so back. So back, and you are looking, if you don't mind me saying, absolutely glorious. You know I want that compliment. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. This is a Lucy and Yak number. I feel like Lucy and Yak are like the unofficial, like, clothing, like, outfitters for just, like, queer people. (laughs) Like, they make so many dungarees. (laughs) Do you know, I've only recently discovered a
0: boiler suit. And I have to say, lesbians have it right about so much. 100%. 100%.
4: Yeah. The dropped crotch is such The a- dropped crotch this crotch is dropped. It's so it, low. The crotch has dropped so low. It's practically at my knees. I love do it. Do you know,
0: I went to Margate, dropped my crotch in a boutique there. I've never picked it up again. Don't pick I, it up. I'm serious. The drop crotch is a revelation. Leave that crotch where it lies. Yeah. Especially if you've got a significant ass, which... A thousand percent. Yeah. We both do. Which, yeah, absolutely. I don't I mean do. to brag. Um, to be fair, I do mean to brag because for most of my life, it has been nothing to brag about. Yeah,
4: people I, people are so weird about it. Like throughout, like the media. Yeah, I, I came up in the Kate Moss era. Yeah, where you gotta do cocaine and not have a body. That was that
0: was the, that was the direct instructions to me Those as a young woman rules. in the nineties. And I failed on both counts. I didn't know where to get the cocaine and I didn't like it. And yes. I was terrified of anything approaching that. Yeah. Much less heroin chic, which I yes. didn't, you know, I didn't
4: know where to get heroin. I wasn't Oh my God, chic. and now people hate heroin. They're saying there's an epidemic. Make up your mind. <laughs> I'm happy though. I think the bomb has come
0: in. Um, it's true. Uh, because Jesus loves me.
4: <laughs> I can
0: only assume And the first representation of a white woman with a big ass I've ever seen on television being celebrated is Ship from Succession. So, um,
4: I love that show so much.
0: I know. It feels like, why do we revel in those rich people's fascination slash pain? But I think, honestly, it's just so damn well done. And I think it's a
4: great time. It's also
0: just showing us, like, again, like how this just cannot possibly make you happy. It can only make you turn against the people you love.
4: A thousand percent. I love it so much. Have you heard the um, song this guy made? And I don't know what his name is, but someone does. And he made a song basically like um, summing up succession. Oh. And he was like, all the rich white folks are going to argue. And then whoever wins is going to win a kiss from daddy. And I was like, that is what that show <laughs> That's is. That's the whole show. That's the whole show. If That's you haven't seen it, the rich show. white folks are arguing and they all want a kiss from daddy. It's the so full good. show. If you haven't seen it... You I love it because I, I relate. Like I'm just watching it and I was like, yes, who's going to win my family's empire?
0: <laughs> yes. I was talking to Emma Freud and saying, could you please do a spoof version of who gets comic relief? Which of your children
4: get comic relief? Oh my Wouldn't that be great for comic relief? I think it would be a very interesting uh, reality TV show. Yeah. Oh, my God. Have you heard there's going to be a new reality TV show called... Um, like the- activists. Yes, activists! They're pitting activists against each other to see which of them get to go to the G20. America's Next Top
0: Activist. It's an American thing to see which activists... Like, is reading to children more important than water?
4: It's, it's hilarious. It's literally
0: hilarious. It's so toxic, I can't even... But do you know what? I love you so much, Kima, and I want to do more of this. However, our guest is so fancy, she has... Hold on. Two gigs in one night... And also, I'm a feminist... What, well, is she made of talent? <laughs> she is, actually. And she has to go and be fabulous twice tonight. So, and also, I'm a feminist, but this is my better side. <laughs> By far. <laughs> By far. Like, seriously, if you look at my pictures on Instagram, it's always this side. You will never see a photo from this side. I will look not at it. a good side. Oh. But this side... Mm, um, I can see, I think we're all celebrating this side, and we're all like, mm, six out of ten. So, if not, you cannot see what I see, and, you know, that's not my problem. Uh, so,
4: I would like to bring on our guest. All right. Well, I was going to tell you about this rave I went to in the forest, but I guess we don't have time another day. You can tell us when
0: our guest comes another on. Day. Our guest today began her career as an actress at the Royal Shakespeare Company. She has won a British Comedy Award, stormed Live at the Apollo, stormed it, Russell Howard's Good News, Sunday Night at the Palladium, and made a BAFTA-nominated film, all without even moving her lips. Please welcome to the stage, the incredible Nina Conti! Hello. Oh, Nina. This is your first time on The Guilty Feminist, so welcome.
5: Thank you. It's very exciting. Hi, people. You're a nice yeah. audience. It's a good lot you guys. Yes, they're so, yeah, they're so far. They're doing okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, mine are not. all like my audience is mainly men between the age of forty and sixty. That's like on my YouTube demographic. It's men between the age of forty and sixty. There's a huge peak there. Really? Yeah.
0: Nearly all of my Instagram followers, like, nearly all are women. Like, it's a bizarre percentage. It's, really? like, 96% women.
5: Yeah, I mean, I think anyway. that that's uh, corroborating.
0: That's well, good. Well, I just think we should do a double act and we could take yeah, over the world. Yeah, we'd take over the world. Like, literally everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, I am I mean, I'm women across all ages and uh, people of minority genders. Look, I'm not saying there are no cisgendered men. There will be cisgendered men tonight. Give us a cheer if you're a man. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, give us a cheer if you're a... <laughs> if you're a, if you're a <laughs> So They'd be very brave to come alone. Don't mock them. It was funny. And they're like, "Who's like, Aha,
4: I'll show you."
0: Give us a cheer if you are a straight cisgendered man.
4: Wait. Okay. Two of them.
0: Give us a cheer for a straight cisgendered man who has not been brought by a woman. Oh,
4: okay. What's Honestly, your name, I love sir? That. There were a couple. What's son? Oh, I know you. Uh, Family dinner. First of all, what a great first name! <laughs> <laughs> what M- will I call him? You know me. Yeah. <laughs> is it MC? You know me. Um, <laughs> so Naomi. I'm, no, you know
0: me. <laughs> now I couldn't help noticing in the I'm a feminist butts. You
5: brought a man. Yes. Yeah. Do, is he here? Yes, in here. Yes, I mean always. Oh dear. bag. <gasps> So creepy. It's weird on the tube as well, knowing he's in there. <laughs> I bet. Is, it, is it time already? plunging yeah, in the I hand. Yeah, I think so. I think Sorry. so. I mean, well, I mean if I tanging. mean, if you want, don't feel obliged. No, no, it's fine. It's my better half. <laughs> God, it's hard to get the hand in sometimes. Oh my Here gosh. I am. Here I am. Oh, monkey! Yes, it it's is. so
0: lovely to have you on the show. We Thank very you. rarely have men on this show.
5: Yes. Well, am I one? Is the question. Uh, <laughs>
0: I'm so sorry. Have I misgendered you? I've made a well, assumption. I don't,
5: no, I don't have junk. I just got attitude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, you seem quite patriarchal, if you don't mind me saying. Yes, I
5: think you probably are. What, i know your father? I don't know what he is. <laughs> but, I, yeah, I think so. I think, actually, you know what I think I am? I think I'm the real Nina. Do you? Ooh. Yeah, I think this thing on my left, that's the construct. <laughs> Dig. That's what's there to please society, but I say the real shit.
0: You do, and you've been brilliant, Monkey, over the years at cutting through and really saying the controversial things.
5: I think, yes. I mean, would you agree with that, Nina? Well, he says the controversial things. It's not always what Nina actually thinks. No, but it is the uncensored part. It's the thing, it's the mm. speech before thought. Do you want to share my microphone? I think you're fucking up the illusion. Sorry. Um, ha <laughs> Sorry, 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 guys. Look, I'm real and everything. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Uh, uh, Monkey, I'm interested because you seem like the masculine part of this double act.
5: Yes, I think he is. Yes, I'll talk for myself. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Yes, he is. Definitely the masculine part. Um, But
0: would would you say Nina's in control or you're in control? Who's the patriarchy in this double
5: act? Man, fuck it. Go so deep. I don't know. There's layers. The things I say, you see, I don't like them, and I don't choose them. So I'm actually better. Better, better is a hard word for a ventriloquist. <laughs> <laughs> You're actually better? Well, I'm better than she makes me. Like there, I called her a slut and a slag, and I went off and I felt really shit about it. There's <laughs> 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 a conscience. There is a conscience, I think, yeah. I don't know, I say the thing for shock value, but I'm actually the better half. She's the one that likes the word slut. God, <laughs> it's many layers, you know, I it's, don't
0: know. I saw you doing the most incredible show in Edinburgh some years ago, where you were on a psychiatrist's couch, and I think you had a puppet of your own father, and oh, you, yeah. there were so many layers in that, it was oh so many layers of analysis, it was like watching ten years of therapy in one Edinburgh hour, and the Pleasance above, um, it was absolutely extraordinary.
5: Yeah, I mean, I am a therapist, in a way, I think I am, I'm a repository for all her demons. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean I think Monkey was kind of created I'm like a deformity to cope with a male world I, when I went out when I started gigging yeah, I just thought um, well I could go out there but it's so vulnerable just to go out there so I came along and I said the things that the audience might think before they could say them and then you know mm. I got there first and mean, I think she's flirting what do you mean? I think it's flirty, because you act like a virgin, and then I let them know you're a whore. <laughs> <laughs> it's designed to win dick.
0: No, it's not. it's
5: not. It fucking is. No, it's not. I did mean, I, yeah. When
0: you started with Monkey, were you single? Yeah.
5: She.
4: <laughs>
0: and did it work? Was he was it your worked, milkshake yeah. that drew all your boys to the yard, or...?
5: weirdly uh, it might have worked yeah i mean weirdly that is it, it is a turn-on you know i hang a turn-on
4: <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to convince us monkey i'm on board
5: <laughs> are you flirting with monkey keema
4: just a little bit just okay. a
5: little aren't we just a little get your hand in
0: keema <laughs> 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 would you, you describe yourself as a feminist monkey
5: are you? Of course I am. The living embodiment of it. I don't know. I don't know. Yes, I am. I have to think about these things. That's why I answer so slowly. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a feminist? Yes, I am. Of course I fucking am. Yeah, but then why do you call women in the audience? Why do you do that? Because you're a lady short not it okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. No. Is that okay? No, because it, it's not okay. No. Okay. Have no, but, you
0: heard of any of Pretty Patel's policies, monkey? <laughs> Because she's a lady and it yeah. doesn't make it okay.
5: Oh, I see. So not everything's okay just because you're a lady. Fuck, i got a lot to learn. <laughs> um, no, I don't know if it's... Hmm, I don't know why I do that because you're from the 90s because you're a fucking dinosaur and you like the word slut. I don't know why he does it. I don't know. It's there's something about my act that's very important for him to say the unsayable. And then she mm. has to apologise and squirm. I mean, that's not funny. But yeah, but I mean, God, it's a slippery slope because you got to have standards, monkey. No standards, no fucking standards.
0: <laughs> when you started out, was it helpful to have a male double act partner? In the, in the, when did you come into much. comedy? So
5: the first gig I did it was all men. I was the only girl. I was terrified. Um, Mm. You loved it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, it was. But also, it made me feel silly because it's not normal to have a teddy, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) <laughs> These guys all just had their jeans and their white T-shirts and their wank jokes. Yeah. Their what? Uh, their wank jokes, he said. Oh, I thought you said uh, wank pillows. I've I to... not seen that backstage. It's a and cutting and known as ventriloquism. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they all, they all had that. And I had this teddy, you know, and I was a girl, so it felt, you know, it felt tough. So I used to come out, you know, i just call her a whore and then everyone in the audience thought, ah, oh, she's all right. I don't know I was reading an article about being a cool girl That you know like Mm. that's fine with all the Mm. all that stuff can I ask you when you
4: you popped onto the scene on
5: the scene
3: wow way back man
5: 2000 2000, the year of the monkey why are you saying it like it was the (laughs) you're saying it like she
0: came out in the era of Austin Powers I wanted
4: it to sound like jazz baby of the scene Yeah, yeah jazz yeah the cool um, cats yeah. and the big nicks and the monkeys.
0: <laughs> so, so, do you think that you brought your own male heckler onto the stage with you? Yes, I did. I did.
5: Yeah, she did. Brilliant.
0: <laughs> and was that an armor so that if people in the audience, because not long before lockdown, I went out onto the stage in a comedy club and I saw two people in the front row and one of the toes of the other said I don't like female comedians and the other one said yeah I don't find women funny but yeah. right in front of my face yeah. and we're not talking about the 70s we're talking about like it was like 2018 something like that so there's still this very strange idea that oh you're going to have to overcome an audience's expectations yes. in order to kind of get anywhere Absolutely, yeah. So, so not
5: only am I a woman I'm a ventriloquist there's a double no-no Yeah, it's a disaster. It's an uphill climb.
0: (laughs) But in 2000, because I remember in 2001 watching you on the BBC comedy competition, you won.
5: Yeah, I won. Well, I did an act honking a kind glass. That was what he did. He used to hump inanimate objects. I still do if you give me one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'll demonstrate. Yeah, can
5: pass me the bottle? I feel slightly uncomfortable
0: passing you a dildo. I've got no no
5: hands left. She doesn't have enough hands I normally have a mic do stuck you, to my face. The, oh, fuck it. it, I can get it, I can get it, I got it. <laughs> okay, so you would do this, I'd do this, and I'd, like, laugh it off, you know, like, oh, he's all right, you know, will be done in a minute. <laughs> I'm just going to take a little longer, and I was sorry about this, you know. So it was kind of designed, <laughs> it was to make it seem like you were, like, an ethical zookeeper or something. It was like to be cool with it, you know? And then I remember, like, one of my early gigs, someone was, get your tits out, and you took it as a conch I didn't. I thought... I, I, did, I didn't know what to say. I thought, oh, that's quick. Oh, shit, uh, what do I say? And then the monkey goes, gone. And I... <laughs> like... I've, like, locked myself in a corner now. Like, he's turned... Everyone is telling me to get my tits out, including me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I get... I I see it. It's such a powerful thing to do because you are harnessing the energy of the worst part of the audience who's saying, you don't belong here. Because yeah. when a man shouts, get your tits out, to mm-hmm. a woman in a comedy club who's on stage, what he's saying is, is you're, you don't deserve to be in this context. You can't have anything to say, so I'm going to publicly humiliate you and tell you what I think you should be doing. It's not. Re- they don't really want you to get your tits out. If you did, they'd be like, oh, I don't know what to do now. They're yes. Not- <laughs> no, I wouldn't
5: know what to do either. They're,
0: they're trying to lower your status publicly. Yes, and maybe. And it, interestingly...
5: I don't know Thing, I just want to see the
0: tits. Uh, uh, <laughs> are you, do, I did. <laughs> I'm sure you have. You must have. You've dressing rooms for years, Monkey.
5: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've seen everything. My eyes don't close. <laughs> 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 they don't have lids. It's a fucking nightmare what I've seen. But I cannot of forget that. it. I cannot forget it. And even if I hadn't seen it, I know it. Because <laughs> she's in me.
0: <laughs> I, get, I get it. But I think it's very interesting about comedy. Sta- comedy is so much about status. So Someone like Al Murray will come out and be very, very, very high status, and that's his character. Mm-hmm. And in real life, loveliest guy in the world, but he, he has that very high status character but then he'll kind of mock someone in the front row, but then it's, he is lowering their status for fun, but just being talked to by Al Murray is sort of a status raise. So it's always a game that your friends are like, oh my God, Al Murray's talking to you. So there's that sort of lower raise, lower raise, but yes. I think men much more easily can come out onto the stage and go, uh, oh, what's your job? You know, and they basically just shout at you for having a job. Whatever your job is, they're going to make fun of your job if they kind of come down and point at you. Oh, yes, audience. and I do
5: that. I mean, that's that's what I do. And there was one gig I forgot, Monkey, idiot. I forgot him at the Soho Theatre, and I thought, what am I going to do? And there was no time to go and get him. I mean, she really, you know, that was her falling on her arch. And I went out and said the things that I thought Monkey would say, <gasps> and um, just as yourself, as not myself, in, not I in was, his voice. Yeah, and yeah, she realised tongue material was quite low standard. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> it was shocking
5: it was like oh, well, you, you don't look like you That's guys silly. are in love or whatever I was like Nina you've got to try a bit harder with your jokes yeah I can you know I can cover an multitude of sins it's my it cute really little say song I can't fucking funny
4: <laughs>
5: not anything but yeah I want to
4: ask like how does it feel to be a monkey in this comedy world I don't like,
5: think of myself as a monkey actually. I don't I don't think of myself as an animal. What do you think of yourself as? I don't know, like a some kind of mental problem that you have. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm her psyche leaking. Mm. And I just happen to be a monkey. I, I kinda wish I was a fish.
0: <laughs> Why what would it how would it be better to be a fish?
5: I don't know. I'd rather be anything. I could just be her hand. It wouldn't matter. I don't. I mean, people get us monkey gifts. Yeah. I mean, I'm constantly be given bananas and other monkey tea towels and shit like that. She doesn't even. She's not even into monkeys. I'm an accident. (laughs) I found him. That's the thing. I found him. I when I started to learn ventriloquism, which was just a dare, really. She was an actress. And I learned ventriloquism as a dare, and I was given one of those big puppets, you know, the stuff of nightmares. Those (laughs) ones with the eyes and the the, the horrible face. Oh, the ventriloquist dummies from the... From (laughs) the horror films, those fuckers. And I didn't like it. It wasn't funny. No, it wasn't funny. It was just terrifying. So I got... um, And then I had this monkey anyway, just sort of hanging around the house. And I put him on, and, you know, the rest is history. I put him on, and I thought, well, you've got more... I don't know, humanity in his face. Mm, And I just started talking. And, you know, it was like she thought I knew her. I looked in his eyes and I thought he knows me. (gasps) Yeah, That's
0: beautiful. Thank you, Keena, thank you, Keena. I I, I do think it's an interesting double act for feminism because it is about a woman going out and claiming the full gendered space. Mm. It's saying, I am not going to... Sit in your gendered expectations mm-hmm. because you don't ever know which, who's going to be talking and what is coming from me and in what ways I am mocking you with this monkey. So if the man yes. in the audience chat gets your tits out and monkey says go on, it's sort of a mock back to the heckler. You're mm-hmm. like a monkey in this way. Right. You know,
5: you're sort of like we've never thought it through that far. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Well, I always just was. I was brought up to be a good girl, you know. My dad was disapproving of me swearing, and my mum was kind of Christian, but she's not anymore. Not anymore. Now she's a whore. But she's—that's <laughs> my mum you are talking about. I stand by it. But I, I just. Um. I. I mean, I. I wanted to be a good girl, and and I was like going up for actress parts and just, like, shampooing my hair and all that stuff. So yeah. the minute I put monkey on, you know, it was great relief. There was a lot coming out all of a sudden. And it was actually like another compartment of my brain woke up and I thought, oh, I can say anything, oh, it's okay, I can say anything, and, you know, guys will still fancy me. (laughs) Me. Oh, she got confused. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, but, I mean, I was very brought up to please men. I hmm. think that was just horribly what I was brought up with, and we're just readdressing the balance now, but... We still have to work on our demographic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's interesting, because you are pleasing men, because you just said your whole demographic is 40 to 60-year-old men. Totally.
5: I want the women. (laughs) I do, too. (laughs) I do, too. Desperately now. Does
0: Monkey have any kind of fan... Is Monkey a pin-up in any way? Does Monkey get any
4: fan mail?
5: I mean, he does. People flirt with monkey. I find it really icky. I mean, I don't know why that happens. I, I'm not sure what that is. It's something to do with the puppet, I think, is safe. Yes. I don't see why it's safe. But other times people are ducking out of his eye line and I can't see shit. But it's. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. But it is interesting that it was a way
0: to shed. All the politeness you'd been raised with yeah. and socially conditioned to have as a, as a, as a girl and then as a it's young woman.
4: Kimi,:
0: um, oh, Yeah, Kimi, you, yeah, you were going to ask before you said to me, "Is it okay if I ask monkey for some advice?"
4: It's true, because I wonder, like with you guys stepping out into the scene in the 2000s? It, oh yeah, the know, jazz scene yeah, being out with the, with the cool cats with the hip pockets and whatnot. Um, I'm, you know a lot newer to the scene and I wonder <laughs> if you guys have any advice for me and like, you know, if someone says to get my tits out I mean
5: <laughs> I should get them out
4: <laughs>
5: well, I mean, he always will, but yeah, you don't mean that but they're so nice
4: <laughs> thank you so much monkey I agree <laughs> well, you
0: see, the thing is now, monkey. When you started, get your tits out was sort of get your tits out for the lads, but now yes, it's it was a song. It was my favourite song. Yes, but oh. now, monkey, it's feminist saying free the nipple. Yeah, yeah. Because in, I mean, some of you may or may not know this, but on Instagram, you are not allowed to show a female nipple or a nipple.
4: I guess I don't know. It's men. Men can take their tops off on Instagram, but women can't. Yeah. And I don't know it's where like, that. Don't show us a nipple. On a breast that is not flat.
0: That's, yeah, that's yes. probably more accurately what it is in terms of coding for gender. Um, I only discovered this because I had Amanda Palmer on the show, and she yes. came on fully naked. Very free. Did she? Yeah. Um, which would have been evolved. fine in a space like this as a sort of... It was like punk. It was a mm-hmm. punk act. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were in the basement of Waterston's and... <laughs> For the Margaret Atwood book launch. And so it was, really? it was much more confronting because everyone was lit so we could see the whole audience space. We were just in the basement of a... Margaret Atwood was upstairs. We were downstairs. Really? We got to go up and see Margaret as well. It was a sort of, you know, there was... Yeah. Anyway, the point was, she said she was going to come naked and I knew that she did that at rock concerts and stuff so I thought she was joking. She wasn't. Like, so afterwards, we had photographs and she was fully naked and she sort of... Showed, so to be out of solidarity, and this is, again, my nice girlness, I just thought, well, I'd I better get some-
4: I- <laughs> I- oh, You were there, Kimba, that's right. <laughs> I thought- and then Deb was like, do you know what? I'm gonna whip out a tit too. Well I just felt did you do it, did you awkward it? not? Really? Yeah. I felt awkward not. I felt like I can't stand next
0: to a fully naked woman with both breasts covered. So I just did that for the photo and then posted it on Instagram and I got they told me we'll ban you if you ever do this again. Really? Uh, yeah. I did it okay. once and then I they deleted it and I thought it was an error, so I put it up again and then they went, We're gonna ban you because I didn't know. That was when I found out about the Free the Nipple campaign. Oh I
3: see. Yeah.
0: So monkey, when you say When you said get your tits out in the year 2000, I think it might have been a laddish response, but I think now it might be a feminist response because I think you've evolved.
5: Oh, thanks for that. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have to do anything. I just got
0: woke. (laughs) (laughs) Are you woke,
5: monkey? I don't know. I hope so. I'm learning. I don't want you to get cancelled, and I think you're sort of ripe for cancellation. Oh, I mean, careful, monkey. I won't rock out with my cock out. <laughs> Nina can sit out with her clit <laughs>
4: Oh my god! Oh Thousand my monkey, monkey. monkey, I'm so sorry. I mean, there's
5: no fooling anyone. This is me talking. I, I, <laughs> so funny. I love it. I just. It's ridiculous. I just, I
0: suppose it's the next thing after Free the Nipple, but I don't okay. care what Amanda Palmer does. I'm not doing that on Instagram. But,
5: I mean, like, so I think because he's a foot away from my head that people won't think it's me. Like, well, she's not uh, accountable for any of this shit. Yeah. Well, it's a I way to
0: sort of outsource yeah. your... Femi- you can sort of outsource that side of you. You can outsource yeah. your I'm a feminist but
5: mm. I
0: can't... I have to say them with my own mouth.
5: Yes, I know. We're a two-headed monster. <laughs> And I love... Actually, that's what I love about what the ventriloquist gave me, is I was very agonising about having to have opinions and not being smart enough to have them. Ah. And then, so this way, yeah, she doesn't really have to have them. Because, well, I mean... I think some truth comes through in the grey area, but I say one thing, I say the opposite. And yeah. then no one knows, you know, smoke and mirrors guys. <laughs> there isn't a fucking thought in her head.
0: <laughs> There's clearly too many thoughts for her to keep in coming out of one mouth, Monkey. I would say the opposite. I would say that Nina is too clever. Some of the... That it she does. can't just sort of stand up and do stand-up like regular people... I've seen her do some extremely clever things. Are you proud of her, although you wouldn't want to admit it?
5: Oh, God. Well, I, it's, it's nicer if I'm not, you know, loving towards her, because if I get loving towards her, it's really kind of disgusting. Can you <laughs> imagine how unfunny like it would be? your tits
4: out, then they're, like, make out, and that's complicated.
5: Uh, yeah, it's not sexual, but I live in fear. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not. No, this is not. This is a, the thing I like about this, that mannequin that I first got. Yeah. There was a sexual vibe between me and that. No. Yeah, there was, there was. And um, yes, because he would say things, I was like, kinda, mm, this is, I don't know where this is going, but it's like gross. But the monkey was like, I was safe with him. I don't know why. I, I, I mean, he just is. He's not a sexual being. It's platonic, it's platonic. <laughs> It's, I mean, you're protesting too much
4: now, obviously. Yeah, we are, but it's yeah. not... Oh, my God! <laughs> Please. It's not, I mean, it it's be... not. Will they, won't they, have they? <laughs> you're basically Ross and Rachel in our
5: minds, but... Um... Do you know, we want to know the really dark thing. Oh, fuck, here she goes. I had an abortion uh, back in... where you know, listen to the silence. <laughs> and about nine months later, I arrived... Whoa. Yeah, and I realized that my month later. I was like, what the fuck? Am I your aborted child? I don't know. I mean, like, I was holding a small thing that, you know, teaching it to talk and shit like that. Wow. Is that dark or what?
0: Yeah, that's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's certainly interesting. <laughs> <laughs>
5: There aren't many podcasts she'd discuss this on, so I hope you take it as a compliment. No, I do.
4: No, I do. Yeah. I feel like I kind of, um, in a way... So I have a drag king character called Little Testies, and his whole thing... <laughs> yeah. See this. It's not a great name, but it is what he's called. <laughs> and um, one of the things that I feel free to do within that is to kind of dip into these pockets... Of fuck, he's a, a conservative rapper. He's a right-wing rapper and a men's rights activist. Right. Um, and so I get to like dip into these weird pockets of like society and of things that maybe I don't wholly agree with, but just feel great to say. Right. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you've it's got to get to say them.
5: Yeah. That's. Yeah. I, I like saying the things that I don't agree with.
4: It's unpackaged. It's like like
5: Stockholm Syndrome.
4: Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's so fascinating. And it's so much deeper and more psychological than I think ventriloquism normally is or am I wrong about that, are other ventriloquists because I think other drag acts I'm sure they're two parts like Courtney Act, I was listening to her episode mm. of Homo Sapiens and
4: oh my god, it, it, such it, an attractive person in and out of drag and, but Courtney Act says as, is it
0: Shane? Mm-hmm. Um, as Shane they're sort of the same person and, and not and is and not. And I'm getting that from you. And I think that's probably more common with drag than with ventriloquism, which
4: has that sort of bottle of beer type... You know Yes. Uh, it's allowing yourself in a way to like step out of the box that you've been placed in or that you walk in yes. from day to day. Would
0: you be interested in running a feminist ventriloquist workshop for us
4: one oh, time? Yeah, yeah. Where Let we know actually, <laughs> get
6: to...
5: <laughs> <laughs> We don't want any other bitches on our trail. <laughs>
0: To show, not not, not so, sharing people, this shit. Um, no, not, to show, not, to, not so people can professionally compete with you, Monkey, just Oof. to be clear. Okay,
5: okay, okay, okay sorry, I, I reacted, to... I was triggered,
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, so, triggered, so you are woke, ha-ha, it's come out. <laughs> um, but yes, you mean Monkey, to, so, to liberate bird. the unspoken yes. voice. In the same way that I, I might, yeah. I don't want to do a drag act, but I'd love Kima to spend an afternoon with me finding my drag side mm-hmm. to sort of explore yeah. those
5: things. Yes, I think it's very important. I mean, I think everyone should have a monkey. Mm -hmm. Everyone in the cabinet. (laughs) Uh,
0: um, Well, I would certainly be interested in exploring those other parts of my brain that I think are rooms that are probably closed down because Mm. I'm concerned about the conversations that I'm allowed to have. And what I will say is, post this pandemic, as I'm coming back out to life again, I feel more... Um, I'm going to use this word in a sort of political way, queer, that the queer community, my feeling is that once you have renounced the shame that you must renounce in order just to be who you are, you then, I think camp is the residue of that. Camp is what's Mm. left over. It's like, well, if I can't please you, if you're going to hate me for being essentially who I am... Then suck it! Then, yeah, (laughs) put a sequin on it, turn the Kylie up and dance in the street. Like, it's it's residue joy from going, I am not conforming anymore. And I think many straight people walk around at half-mast because actually one can please seem to please the patriarchy if one is, you know, the closer one is to that sort of white straight, it's sort of like, I'm going to get a badge if I just keep doing the right thing. Yeah, you get
5: the free gift bag.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly that, monkey. you're promised a gift bag, but I have decided that the reward for obedience seems to be more opportunities for obedience. Mm -hmm. So I would like to live my life larger now that I know how fragile it is and all these joyful things like getting to do this, you know that got taken away and what else could get taken away so I would love to spend some time learning yeah just and trickle
5: cushion
4: this
0: <laughs> monkey oh, sorry oh, monkey you are you are flirting with me now a
5: little bit a little
4: bit it's yeah. so fascinating <laughs> like I didn't realise how fucking like deep and meta this conversation <laughs>
5: no uh, yeah I thought we were gonna do a funny one
4: <laughs> <laughs> I mean you
5: promised it, it, it... jokes this <laughs> is earnest as shit Deborah
0: <laughs> I feel it has been very funny, but also I feel, Monkey, Definitely. you led it there. I was going to uh, ask you questions like, what do you know about the suffragettes?
5: Fuck. I'm glad that you didn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do, do you have a favourite feminist, Monkey? Uh,
5: yeah.
0: <laughs>
5: you guys?
0: I'll <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, take it. <laughs> um, monkey, I believe you have another gig. Got quite... a gig? Yeah, yep. gotta go. Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> you, where's your next gig, Monkey? Just had of interest. Oh, I
5: went, did you, what yeah. the fuck? Um, that's not going to come across on, on uh, yeah. podcast. Monkey don't do visual gags.
0: Um, oh, where,
5: uh, go. uh, 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 uh. Have you
0: got any other gigs or anything coming up that we should know about touring or books? Yeah, or I'm touring.
5: Yeah, Nina's touring. Where are you touring? With me. I'm doing a sort of dating show. It sounds gross. I, you know, I put masks on people and get them on the, audi- get yeah. Them on the oh, audience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, love it. So yeah. I'm going to try and do that and like find love matches <gasps> or or disasters. Actually, funny's the funny's the point. Yeah, not love. We all die alone. So I just <laughs> thought. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought I'd have a, like a fun show with lots of encounters, people coming up and meeting each other.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that sounds wonderful. And the nice thing about having a permanent double act with a Monkey,
5: yeah, yeah, is that you won't
0: die alone because Monkey will be there. At yes, the end. in the coffin. <laughs> do you ever? Do you? Because I saw this amazing documentary you did, the one about Ken Campbell, and, oh, yes. and you know how you went to that amazing ventriloquist. What was it's it? A, it's a graveyard festival. for puppets of dead ventriloquists. It's, yeah. a, it's a resting place
5: for them. And they, yeah. there was like
0: a festival and stuff, and you went there, and then yeah. you talked about Ken and all sorts of things, and I think you you, and you had a beautiful conversation completely alone. Do you ever talk to Monkey when you're alone? Totally alone.
5: I don't know. I'm not very often alone. You need more time alone. I think um, I would. Yeah, I think she should do it more. I think, if I'm honest, I think I would like to do it, because it helps me think the path of two voices is a little speedier than just one for me. And yeah, so I should have got in here, because you've been talking a long time. But I think, uh, yeah, I would like to, and I do sometimes, but usually with a camera, that justifies it. Otherwise, it feels like a decline in mental health. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so tell us, Nina, where can we see you on tour? When can we see you on I'm tour? I'm on
5: tour all over the UK, and it starts at the end of October, and it goes on tour February, so please come. Okay. and uh, and I've also got a podcast. It's called Richard and Greta. I'm not in it, and that's a, like kind of how to. That's like a lo- love guru. So I play a weird character in that. Oh, interesting! Exciting. Okay, so we need to listen to Richard and Greta. Yep. is that Richard and Greta Thunberg? It's filthy. It's it's a, like a wholesome and filthy podcast. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Um, okay, so everybody buy tickets for Nina's tour. It is, it is going to be uh, hilarious and also always penetrating in its
4: yes.
0: psychological.
4: And Penetration yes. is a
5: theme yeah. of my life. Okay, how are you going to leave with your dignity? I don't know. How do, you, how do you do this? How do I get back in? While do, you're do you want
0: me to hold the mic?
5: Oh, I'll fucking. Help.
0: There you go. No visual <laughs> gags.
5: Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to leave whenever you send me off.
4: <laughs> oh. Monkey, I don't want you to go. Oh. So cute as well. <laughs> Mon- it's so sad that people won't be able to hear how cute he is. Oh you
5: no, know, they won't see. They won't see him. Not. I hope I come over and and just sound.
0: Oh yes, uh, we should have said at the beginning. If you're listening at home, I, I'll I'll do this as a pickup. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, they're going to think, who the
5: fuck is this weird guest that can't quite talk?
0: (laughs) (laughs) We should have said... um, So I'm going to say, do a pick-up now. So, Nina, you've brought Monkey. If people are listening, we have a lot of listeners around the world, and some may not have seen Monkey before, so if they're listening... Who should they imagine?
5: Well, I'm putting my hand uh, into my bag and plunging into it into... I'm kind of like an oven glove. Um, <laughs> he's, he's got just a little face and just imagine a furry little monkey. Google it, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh.
0: can, I, can I... Can I ask? You better Google it, because it's just so... He's so gorgeous. Can I ask, is there only one monkey?
5: Oh, uh, no, there are, there are others. There are others? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've worked my way through several. What happens to us? <laughs> <laughs> so this sounds like something for grief cast. Oh um, <laughs> this is really... What are there clones waiting in the wings? Yeah, I've got a few. I mean, I, it's uh, six years. How yeah. far am I in? You're only about a year in. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is really too much
4: now. I yeah. can't handle it. I, I can't handle it. Um, I'm just like, your brain is incredible. It <laughs> is. It's Nina, you was,
0: it's such a privilege and a pleasure to have you on. Thank you please please so much. Please come guys. back again.
4: I would love to.
5: Yeah. I, I count me in. I, count, I think it's gone well.
0: <laughs> I think it's gone very <laughs> well. If you think it's gone well, please give Monkey some love. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Conti and Monkey,
4: everybody! So incredible. So good.
2: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll
3: get it delivered right to your door.
4: That was really lovely. That yeah, was really lovely. Jo- I was like, uh, oh my god. Yeah, my lungs are blown open from I did, the top. I didn't expect it to get that deep. I thought it was just going to
0: be like, yeah. like feminism gags, but yeah, nice. it
4: was at the same time. And I think I didn't under like I had no idea that what we were really going to uncover was how sometimes stepping out of yourself um, allows you to be more of yourself. Mm-hmm. Whoa. And that, but also that
0: other, yeah, the parts that you, because we're all performing, we're all presenting something that we've Mm -hmm. been socially conditioned to present, and that has become us, of course. But there are other parts in us.
4: It's the part of you. We shove them down. We quiet them. Yeah. And some of that is good, right? Like the part of you, like, when you're, when you're, like, standing by the tube and you're like, I wonder what it would be like to jump down there and just play with the rails like that. We're yeah. like, no, don't do that. And it's good that we don't do that. Public service announcements from the guilty feminist you won't get don't anywhere Don't jump else. down on the rails. Don't
0: tell us we are not delivering pure Nuggets. feminism. I just something I want to ask you before we get to the stand-up is oh this. God. You are from Texas. It's true. A little state we like to call Texas.
4: It's so small, no one's ever talks about it. How is feminism
0: going in Texas this week? I
4: just need to ask, is there anything feminist happening in Texas right uh, now? It's it's going so good in Texas right now. Feminism in Texas is bigger and better than it's ever been. (laughs) That's just so... Oh, my God. I'm so triggered. Now. <laughs> I haven't heard that voice for so long. Well, that's how it feels. It does feel very 2016. Um, yeah. It really does.
0: It really does. Yeah.
4: There seem to be, like, really, really strict laws coming into effect. And it's just, like, a terrifying time. And what's weird is when I talk to some of my family members, uh, it seems like they... Um, as people on the ground have started to become a bit desensitized to how radically right things are moving, um, and it's terrifying to witness, and it seems like action can be taken, like the US uh, Supreme Court, the larger one, um, might be able to step in and make things happen, but it's just, yeah, a really gross time. Mm. Uh, Is there
0: anything we can do? I think we are going to do an episode about it. Um, And I think... um, In fact, Jamie Klinger... um, October 2nd, 2nd, Jamie Klinger's going to fix it, so don't worry. Oh, great. Um, She's going to... Because I can. I'm
4: tired. uh, Um, uh, Keema's too tired to fix her state. Yeah. uh, Because she was raised in it. I just left. I was like, (laughs) this is what happened, okay? I woke up one day, I was like it's fucked up around here. And then I just ran away. Um, And, you know, maybe if I would have stayed, this wouldn't be happening.
0: I feel like Texas would be exponentially more feminist if you were in it, but then you would have to be in it. There are brilliant people in Texas and brilliant places in Texas. A thousand
4: percent. And I feel for the people who are there who want things to be better. And I feel even for the people who are there who don't realize how fucked up all this is. Mm Um, for the people who are saying that they are a pro-life um, without kind of acknowledging what life that is mm-hmm. um, is it the life of the fully grown adult or the life mm-hmm. of the little cells um, so it's a well, kind of well the,
0: also um, the child who's going to come into the world and then not be supported by
4: that state in any way shape or yeah, form yeah I mean once it becomes that but it definitely starts off as like some sales Um, and so it's just kind of interesting to think about because it's like yeah it's not pro-supporting that life once it's actually being lived Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah it's it's really forced birth more
0: than uh, pro-life so if there's anything we can do we are going to do some stuff on it so we'd love to have you back but I just wanted to check in as a Texan how you were feeling and it turns out I'm not great (laughs) good to know what we'd love to hear from you now is some joy and some comedy. Wow. So I've really brought you down before that. Do you wow. need a little minute
4: to turn yourself around? I can bust. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, God, no. I'm going to do it, Deborah. Okay. Because that, that is my getting my tits out.
0: Freeing the nipple, one nipple at a time. Please ah. welcome to the stage, the incredible chemo
4: Mob! Ah. Hello, babies! Oh, my God. What a juicy, beautiful room. I love it so much. Oh, my God, look at us. With our face holders, we're back, baby, out in society. I love your haircut. Yes! Come on, would you call it a pixie? I can't get distracted. I'll revisit you later. Oh, it's so great. We're back, we're back, baby. We're out, we're out in the streets. Yeah, following the rules. So many rules, hands, face, space. Yes, I love it. So many things to do, It's so good. And it's hard, but we're managing. (sighs) Even though we remember the good old days. Back in the day when society only had two rules, they only wanted us to do two things, don't steal, don't kill. And even then we would forget. I see you, ma'am. I know that you got a couple bodies on you. <laughs> I won't judge you for your murders if you don't judge me for mine. <laughs> but we're back! I just remember it. I don't know. Like, back in the day when you could walk down the street and just, like, spit in a stranger's mouth and nobody was hurt. Nobody was mad about it. ha, 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 ha. Oh, gosh. I do I do really commend us for all that we're doing. Um, I, mostly what I've been doing is watching a lot of TV. Mm, I love it so much. Um, give me a woo if you like watching shows about people that are in high school that are really focused on getting good grades but can't stop murdering each other. <laughs> It's so insane to me. They're always like 40 years old, but we're supposed to believe they're 17. And every episode they're like, oh my God, I think I failed my quiz. Also, how do you get blood out of a (laughs) t-shirt? Oh, I'm never gonna make it to the same college as my boyfriend. Also, where do you hide a body? Guys, I failed my midterm. Also, does anyone remember where we put the body? (laughs) That's just the whole thing. Um, I love being here in this country and checking out you guys' commercials. They're so cute. (laughs) They're so cute, they make absolutely no sense. Uh, I'm just like, why are those meerkats so worried about saving money? (laughs) What's going on? And I was like, oh, my credit card. Oh, my neighbor has a big bank. I was just like, what's happening, meerkats? Meerkats are supposed to be focused on two things, digging holes and living in them. <laughs> That's all they're supposed to be doing. Why are they worried about fiscal responsibility? <laughs> it's wild to me. They make no sense. Like, all of, the, all of the bank commercials are absolutely ridiculous. I was sitting in my house. I was sitting in my house minding my business when I heard that Scottish widows want to invest in my future. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, me? I don't know any Scottish widows. And then I start feeling for these people. I'm like, look, Scottish widows, is your life so meaningless without your live spouse that you now want to throw money at a stranger? scottish widows i will not accept your investment i want you to invest in yourself because you are more than just a supportive partner <laughs> oh terrifying that nah. who names a bank that that's ridiculous oh my god the most ridiculous lloyds yeah like you'll be like sitting in your house mind your business and you'll see a woman sat down in a bathtub, like, trying to give birth or whatever, surrounded by her birthing assistants, her coven, which is what you call the group of people that helps someone give birth. Look it up. Um, (laughs) I Don't make the terms. And they'll just be, like, breathing with her, like, birth is beauty, birth is life, birth is beauty, birth is life, push. Um, When all of a sudden, you know, you'll be like, oh, wow, this is a great commercial for prenatal vitamins or, like, at the very least, friendship. Um, and then just like a pack of very like wild horses will just clip clomp <laughs> across the screen and you're just supposed to be like, oh, it was always about money. It's absolute nonsense. Also, is it wrong for me to think that those horses are kind of hot? <laughs> very muscular horses, big. Hindquarters, quarters. I love it. <laughs> um, I've been doing a bit of TV stuff lately, and um, what's been fascinating about it is some of the shit that comes into my inbox... Um, If you're a guilty feminist listener, um, if you don't like my voice, you've at least become accustomed to it. Uh, But there are a lot of people around this nation who are not fans, and they send me the weirdest stuff. Like, recently, I got an email that said, bitch, talk right. Uh, Which was ironic, because if they were talking, they'd be like, bitch, speak properly. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, what are you saying? Like, you talk right. Uh, Absolute nonsense. I got another one, which was like, bitch, die slowly? Um, which sounds bad, but to be fair, I would be scared if they wanted me to die quickly. Um, because we're all dying slowly. So if anything, they were just like, bitch, keep doing what you're doing. (laughs) Keep it up, bitch. Like, oh my God, thank you absolute nonsense, it's fascinating I feel like I definitely do feel very grateful to be in the position where I am of uh, doing stuff on television um, I mean, bad emails aside, one of the big perks is uh, now my weed man comes on time <laughs> he just respects me now that's really nice um, but even that's not a perk because I stopped smoking weed yeah Yeah, woo indeed, because you think that something's just a fun hobby, and you go, I'm not addicted to that, until you're in Spain in some weird town quarter around a fountain because you heard that's where you could get it. (laughs) Like, what is the definition of any of this? (sighs) Uh, I'm, um, I'm going back to Texas in a few months, not very pumped about it, um, for obvious reasons, but also my family. Um, like, the last time I was in Texas, my cousin, my male cousin, got a plate full of salad. It was a good salad. Um, and his dad just said to everyone, ha 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 ha! Look at what that guy's got on his plate. Look at this boy, eating like a California female. He has a plate of a California female, um, which is a whole nother level of geographical culinary misogyny. <laughs> I just didn't even know about it. I was like, what's happening? And then I thought to myself, like, what is like the plate of like, a Texas female like? Um, and my assumption is just like a giant steak with a flag in it. Um, and then when you pick up the little flag, it says, hey girl, just so you know, this cow has more reproductive rights than you do, but enjoy. <laughs> it's like, oh, thank you, steak. <laughs> mm, terrifying. Oh God, it's a fab time. It's a fab time to be alive. <laughs> this episode is about joy and I'm just like, die slowly, also ovaries. You're welcome. Um, I want to depart on this note. I think it's very important to acknowledge uh, because there are a lot of um, a lot of whites in attendance. Good for you. <laughs> I hope it's going good. I know 2020 was like a hard year to be white, and I feel like so sorry for you. Um, but like, I hope that you've managed because like, seemed really awkward for you guys <laughs> um, it's like people people like hate racism now. They're like, guys, did you know racism is, like, not cool? They're like, hey, P.S., did you know that racism exists? And I'm just kind of like, no way. (laughs) You're blowing my mind with your findings. It's absolutely fascinating. People hate racism now. It's no longer trendy. It's not trending to be racist anymore. But instead of, like, doing anything about it, they just want to, like, talk to me. So they're like, oh, maybe I could do something to change things systemically. And they're like, no, I'm just going to tell this black person that I know that racism exists. It's like, stop wasting my black time and my black energy. It's absolute nonsense. And what kills me about it is a lot of the time, the people that are telling me this will be like straight white women. And they'll be like, you know who's the real problem of all of this? I'll tell you who's to blame. Do you like my impression of straight white women? I like, I bet that pretty. It actually just sounds like me. I'm telling you who's to blame, it's straight white men. And it's like, hey man, being born straight or whatever is not the problem, right? Being born white is not the problem, it's white supremacy that's the problem. Being born a man is not the problem, it's the patriarchy that's the problem. Also, if you're a straight white woman, you're statistically way closer to the problem than I am. So instead of talking to me, why don't you go talk to your dad, or your brothers, or your boyfriend? Because if you're a straight white woman, you're statistically more likely to be dating a straight white man. uh, uh, It's just what the science says on the internet. the thing is, with that being said, oftentimes you have the white man literally in the palm of your hand. <laughs> so come on, take that opportunity. <laughs> educate him. Don't pleasure him, educate him. Uh, look, look, instead of grabbing that shaft, you tell him. About how marginalized communities have been shafted. Okay? When he tells you that he's hard, you say, Yeah, I know, baby, but well, what's even harder is having your experience erased and minimalized. Okay? I guess what I'm saying is instead of making him come, make him come to terms with his privilege. Thank you that's just like that's just like what you can do for me <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> team up Bob, everybody thank you
0: So, was anyone hungrier in lockdown? Just give us a... Put, let me put it this way. Did anyone eat more in lockdown? Yeah. Um, here's the thing. Did you know the hungriest part of you as you come out of lockdown into this sort of hybrid world right now is what do you think your hungriest part of you is? Uh, well, there's one vote there. Um, LAUGHTER it's actually your skin. Your skin. Uh, because of lockdown and this sort of post-world where we're all kind of masked and staying back from each other and saying to friends, are we hugging? Um, is that, that's really what we... Are we hugging? And some people go, no, we're still on the elbow because of this. And some people go, oh, oh yeah, I can't help myself. You know, and, uh, and some people imagine they're in a bubble with you. Um, <laughs> but here we are collectively suffering... From the neurological phenomenon of skin hunger, uh, which has been supercharged by the coronavirus pandemic. It's a real thing. Uh, it was already happening because we are all pretty much now in a monogamous relationship with our iPhone. That's why it was happening, it's true. Uh, I get so upset, I genuinely do get so upset when my iPhone doesn't recognize me. Like I wanna pay for something and it's like, I don't know who they fucking are. And I'm like, I stare to your eyes like you are a Greek god 19 hours a day I barely sleep I've never been this obsessed with a human I've never crushed on anybody harder than that if this phone were a human it would have taken out a restraining order by now I, I don't know you could be anyone you're wearing glasses I'm always wearing glasses I need these glasses for screens I'm so offended when my phone doesn't know me, and I need a passcode. A fucking passcode. Oh, you might be a robot. I, you are a robot! <laughs> it's calling who a robot? You might be a robot, says the robot. No robot shall pass. No, I'm, it makes me genuinely furious. I genuinely have shouted at my phone in shops while trying to do Apple Pay. What more do you need from me? Like, how do you not know me now? Anyway. Um, so already, because of phones, we were touching each other less. Uh, there were studies on this. Uh, people at airports were studied, and they were not touching each other anymore. I assume they don't mean strangers, weren't just going up to other strangers. I don't want to be frisked by a stranger at an airport. But where they used to be, like a couple would sit and talk, and one would put their arm on the other one, and, and you know they'd pat their child on the back, or I don't know, you know all, all of that's gone. The whole family, as a sitting in a line, on screens, uh, without uh, any... Kind of contact at all, and we all know that you know. If you have a romantic partner, you know full well at the end of the day, you lie in bed next to them, um, staring at WhatsApp, talking to someone who isn't there, uh, while they read an electric book uh, and have a robot cigarette. That's <laughs> what is happening, they are fondling their phallic vape, sucking it in a way that's unpleasant. But you, you don't know that even. You hardly even notice that because you do not look at them. You uh, barely grunt at them when they say goodnight. You cannot rip your eyes out. You are not touching your partner anymore and it's a problem, basically. It's a neurological problem that you never have sex. Um, Uh, but no it's not even about sex it's about shoulder rubs it's about like make someone a cup of tea and then you put your look there's a couple in the front row who are proving otherwise right now they're like no not us (laughs) not us don't let go don't let go you're the only ones you're holding us together you're our neurological hope help help us obi-wan none of the rest of us are touching we're making ourselves cups of tea we're not getting them for other people and if we do we're not patting them affectionately like dogs like we apparently used to so what is skin hunger? Um, just give us a cheer if you relate to this. It's, it's not as many people as I was hoping. <laughs> I feel like maybe I'm talking about myself. Uh, no, surely you must notice that you touch people less, even people you're in a house with, than you used to before your phone. Look, the truth of the matter is, if, if, the, if the addiction to, to smartphones had only happened to 20% of us, there would have been interventions but it's happened to all of us at the same time. So there is no one to intervene. The people that are not cheering, you're lying to yourselves. <laughs> Unless you've gone, oh no, I only have a. So I met someone the other day who said, I've never done it, I've just stuck with my Nokia, I'm not interested. And I quizzed him in a pub going, but why and how? And how do I get to your island? And he was like, I just loved the 90s and I'm sentimental. And I was like, that's not an answer. <laughs> it, it, anyway, skin hunger is the biological need for human touch. So it's why babies in neonatal intensive care units are placed on their parents' naked chests. And all babies now have to go... It's that skin to skin contact. And they make... You know, you used to see, obviously, babies on mother's chest breastfeeding. Um, but now, on Instagram, you will see dads, like, bare-chested with their... Ba- I thought that was just for Instagram. I thought that was sort of like, yeah, my swimmers work. My son's out, so guns out. Um, LAUGHTER which is the greatest pun you're going to hear this year. Um, and should, should be a hashtag, so someone get it going. I have no time or interest. Um, it's not just for Instagram. It's for the baby. It's neurologically for the baby, and it's neurologically for the parents, and it's for the connection. It's really important, and we know more about this now. Um, so Tiffany Field of the Touch Research Institute at the University of Miami, um, she said, and even just, in fact, before I tell you what she said, I, was, I looked her up because I was concerned. Um i thought if your name was dr tiffany field and you were looking for a job and someone said yeah the university of miami's just called you would you not think that party town where everyone goes for spring break what do they want and if they said they'd like you to come and interview at the touch research institute would you not think that was a wind-up i feel that sounds like a wind-up i was concerned for dr tiffany field even her name, I don't know, there's a little bit of a playing the field situation. I just didn't think it was real. So I looked it up. She's on LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> I just feel, I just feel. Anyway, Dr. Field says, um, maybe that's the feel in field. Maybe it's nominative determinism. I don't know. Um, but she says, touching skin, this is a direct quote, touching skin stimulates pressure sensors under the skin that sends message to the vagus, Yeah, I thought that. No, it's a nerve in the brain. Um, (laughs) I thought I already know about this, but uh, it's not that. It's the vagus is a message. It's a a, a nerve in the brain. Um, Unless it's just some guys at the Fake Touch Institute in Miami winding her up. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know that for sure. Um, As vagal activity increases, she goes on. Don't be childish. You know what it is now. As vagal activity increases. This is is an important part. As vaginal activity... (laughs) And the two in the front who are holding on to each other are finding this funnier than anybody. (laughs) The nervous system slows down, heart rate and blood pressure decrease, cortisol goes down, and your brain waves show relaxation. So it literally... It's being touched, and this is literally just someone popping a hand on your shoulder or patting you on the back, or you know, just touching your hair affectionately. Anything like that um, it, it it's, its any affectionate touch—it turns down the bad stress hormones and winds up the happy, good home hormones. Um, so it's really, really important. Dr. Alberto Galas a neuroscientist at the University of Milan in Italy. I want him on the podcast, by the way. He's so interesting. Also, I found him on LinkedIn as well, and he is as handsome as he sounds. Um, <laughs> Dr. Alberto from Milan, he is, he is exactly how he sounds. He's very handsome. Um, <laughs> he says, he's very worried. He's genuinely says, he says, literally the quote is, I'm very worried. I've, we've worried, Dr. Alberto. Um, LAUGHTER because he says that no touching has not changed much post-lockdown because we're all suspicious of each other and we're avoiding strangers and we're avoiding touch at all costs. And I think possibly also being in the same house with the same people, I've already touched you, <sighs> I can't be asked to do it again, etc. <laughs> it was a long lockdown, you know, like we've just sort of got into our own spaces and so the touch we're getting has really plummeted and uh we talked a lot about technology and how it connected us in the pandemic you know zoom house party um that was a that was one do you remember the days of house party sentimental i'm actually the last one on house party now it's a house party of one uh come come see me there um I didn't. know I mean, I was. I think I really lost it at the beginning of. I don't know if that's not an inclusive term, lost it, but I did. At the beginning of lockdown, I got into the bath on house party one night because my takeaway had come and I, my bath had been run. But it was with like Raven Smith. Do you know Raven Smith? Yeah, yeah, really cool guy. Like writes for Vogue magazine. And he was on a house party with all these, like, women who work at Channel 4, and I was like, well, they're not going to be able to see me, so it doesn't really matter, I just put my phone down, and then I picked it back up so they could just see my face, because house party, it's very tiny little, you know, like, thumbnails of you, because, you know, and then afterwards, Raven was like, I said, I said hi, sorry, hi, lol, I'm in the bath, which I would never do, nor, now, of course not, no, before then or after then, no, it was just that initial three weeks, and <laughs> it was a wild time, and... I said, ha, you can't see me. And Raven said, we absolutely can. <laughs> the thumbnail for yourself a House Party is much smaller than it is for the people watching you. <laughs> I just have my tits out to half of Channel 4. <laughs> I don't even know Raven in real life. We just became friends in our DMs. I've been, I've been right up in his DMs now, apparently. Anyway, um, I'm sure we'll meet at some point and we'll have a laugh about it. Although he doesn't seem as keen as he did to have drinks with me now. But anyway... Um, <laughs> Anyway, I was not good in the first couple of weeks. It, that, all that Zoom in the first week, I just thought I'm never going to be able to handle it. Uh, to the extent where I actually got so upset at something going wrong at a crucial moment, I, I threw my phone um, saying quite loudly, um, uh, uh, I, but I'm not good with technology, I'm good with people, and people are gone. Um, <laughs> I, I did. I don't... I, I've, I've nev- not traditionally had therapy. I've just waited until I got hysterical and see what slips out, and then I analysed that with a friend. Uh, I have I have had to have some therapy during lockdown, because it's, it's been good. No, it's been good. I found out I'm... Uh, uh, yeah, I, I probably should have had it 20 years earlier, or not at all. Um, <laughs> it might be too late to fix it, now I just know every day. You know, it's just... It's a shame. I, 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 anyway, uh, it's fine. I'm pretty sure we're, most of us are mostly... Uh, inclusive language screwed up. Um, so uh, anyway, technology, according to Dr. Alberto from the University of Milena, um technology cannot substitute for skin-on-skin contact. He says, direct quote, we can maintain our social relationships through technology, but although our technology is very advanced in terms of visual and audio rendering, all those technologies lack the sense of touch there are basically no systems currently available that allow us to interact using touch. He explains that haptic technology, haptic technology, (laughs) commonly used in sex toys to mimic sensation or video games is not sufficiently advanced enough to reproduce the vigor and subtlety of a handshake. (laughs) I feel he is misunderstanding what a vibrator is for. (laughs) handshake with a rapid rabbit would be quite awkward. I do see that. That is so strange. What a thing to say. Your vibrator isn't as good at giving a handshake as... No, it's not. Anyway. Also, he clearly hasn't tried to satisfy Pro 2000. Um, <laughs> do you remember we talked about that in New Zealand? That we got, we we had them on stage and stuff because someone brought one on and we, we, I mean, we didn't use it. We just put put it on so you could hear the noise of it. But uh, we were talking about it and somebody wrote in and said you have to be very careful with the Satisfy Pro. I've never told you this, but I've always felt I should do a public service announcement about it because we were joking about it and you know saying, oh yeah, it's the new thing and it's not like a normal vibrator and la 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 la. Someone had come on with one and you know jokes, whatever. Vibrators are funny, sure. And then someone wrote in and said, I'm really sorry to tell you this. and I've never told you, because, I, but I just should have. I'm really sorry. It's quite irresponsible. She said, it's a true story. She said, I got a Satisfied Pro 2000, and um, I put it t- the setting up too high. You're meant to go up gradually. There's lots of settings. And from low to high. And she said, I just thought, well, go straight in. So she said, I started high, and then really went to the highest one. And she had... What is called like something like it's an orgasmic paralysis, where Guy basically um, gave her a stroke. Not in the, yeah. Um, she had to. She was totally paralyzed, so she had to call her father. <laughs> who was the only other person in the house, and he had to take her to hospital. And she, the doctors had to explain to her, yes, you have orgasmed yourself into paralysis. She was fine. She was fine. She was fine. She was fine. But it, she, but you, she was a while in hospital, and it can. I need to tell you, this is public service announcement, it's true, it can, this can happen, with a significant noise. Awesome. so you must, you must start low on the Satisfyer Pro 2000. Um, anyway, Dr. Alberto says, the sensory modality involves a lot of systems. It's not just the receptors in the skin, but also the strength of the handshake. The handshake. You can't reproduce that easily. He says, there are systems that reproduce similar forces, but they are not widespread, and the quality of the sensation produced is low. He's not used the Satisfy Pro 2000, clearly. <laughs> um, a hell of a handshake it's got. But it also, some of this just reads like an Italian man making assumptions. Because Dr. Alberto, uh, let's be honest, no man has ever given me a stroke. <laughs> um, a man has stroked me. I don't want to... That sounds... No, i just saying he hasn't, you know paralyzed me. Um, So anyway, uh, it sounds like a little bit like he's saying, baby, there's a Satisfy Pro 2000 and then there's me. Um, But his exact words are, so far there is nothing that allows us to reproduce a caress. Um, He's on LinkedIn, find him. Uh, But there are (laughs) strategies To reduce hunger, skin hunger, for those self-isolating, post-isolation alone, if you are living alone and you've been isolated alone, um, and you're getting fewer hugs, Dr. Field says, get as much exercise as you can. It's always fucking exercise, isn't it? There's always the the answer to everything. Oh, long life. Oh, exercise. Oh, you're feeling tired. Exercise. Whatever. Okay, fine. It's always the answer to every single thing. But she says, simply walking around your room stimulates the pressure receptors in your feet... Give yourself a scalp massage or rub moisturizer into your face. Um, Just feel the carpet under your feet with your toes. That's apparently as good as a hug. It's not, obviously. It's not as good as a hug. They're not saying that. They're saying it's better than nothing. They're not saying it's good as a hug. Uh, Just move your skin, it says. Just, yeah, okay. Um, Touch people you live with when you, you know, walk past them. Um, Not just a brand new flatmate. Hashtag consent. But squeeze people, pat people with their consent. Um, It doesn't have to be sex. Um, And that's good news if you have got a brand new flat share. It doesn't have to be sex. It's been a long lockdown, let's be clear. Pets are good, by which I mean dogs are good, cats are rubbish. Um, (laughs) One of my cats guards the bed from the other two cats. She stands at the edge and just growls at them and goes, no, it's my bed, and just won't let them come. I call her Kitty Cattell. (laughs) Weighted blankets are good if you're living alone. But basically, whatever you do, make sure you touch each other and fill your skin up. Uh, hug yourself, stroke yourself, stroke other people whenever you possibly can. Again, with consent. This is not the normal message of the guilty feminists, touch people as often as possible. Um, but we need to, because we need to fight the good fight. And if our happy hormones are down and our stress hormones are up, we are not going to be able to do that. So as much as possible, really seriously, I'm saying this, Try and hug people in your world. Try and hug people in your life. And when and if it's safe, and how it's safe, don't forget we've got less hugs, fewer hugs in the in the ba- in the bank. So we, when it's safe and if it's safe, please just spend some time giving each other extra affectionate touches, um, uh, because you've got to touch yourself before you can touch the world, <laughs> as Dr. Roberta says. Thank you very much. Bob it's been truly an honor and a pleasure to work with you as always let's have a hug um I love we love at a big show like this to finish with music because we like you to leave feeling like you've had a better time than you have um so please welcome to the stage the incredible The Uh, one and only... The phenomenal... The one who can lift you up higher than you've ever been lifted up before with her feminist anthems, it's... Jess Robinson!
2: Oh, thank you. I'm a feminist, but I imitate other women for a living. Yeah, and I don't care if they're good or evil. I only care if they've got a recognisable voice. What I'm trying to say is, I really miss Theresa May. <laughs> um, I'm a feminist, but I, uh, I use other women all the time. Um, see, whenever I need to conjure a particular mood, I just look inside myself, not in a gynecological way, Although I do have a hand mirror backstage, no, um, Kima's using that. Um, but I look inside my head and I choose which celebrity I'm going to channel because what I've learned is there's a different impression to suit every mood. The voices in my head are my holistic medication. If I can't be me, I'll be someone else who can deal with the situation And though it might sound strange, it's my coping mechanism Sometimes my brain's so full, I think I need an exorcism Get up in the morning, eyes are bleary, can't stop yawning And I'm filled with regret about watching 17 box sets I'm feeling pretty shameful, is that a Big Mac on my table? I've drained my coffee cup, I need a voice to perk me up Oh, then suddenly she comes to me, always full of energy Ginger Scottish, five foot tall, I hear her shout
6: my wake up call
2: with boom-bang-a-bang when I've run out of steam. She helps relight my fire if I get the dosage right.
6: Yeah,
2: but I can't have Lulu after five or I won't sleep. phase, haven't exercised for days, how can I feel more worthwhile now I can't watch Jeremy Kyle, on the sofa in a heap, even my Fitbit's half asleep, energetic as a flannel, who can I channel oh, I hear a Latin battle cry from a feisty woman whose hips don't lie, men adore her, women fear her, my personal trainer is Shakira Lule- From procrastinating, even if her constant wiggling is often aggravating, the she-wolf in my spinning class who helps me win the race. Oh, her breasts are small and humble, so they don't whack me in the face. Oh, oh, oh. Stacy Solomon to <laughs> there Lorraine Kelly to be polite. Britney in the morning. I will air late at night. Cheryl to be pretty. <laughs> Hillary to be blunt. And I'll channel Katie Hopkins when I want to be a columnist. Alanis to get angsty. Katherine Jenkins to be classy. a j j gurning Street to be arsy. Maui when I'm drinking, Alex Jones on a date. Kylie with my neighbours and Jane Torville when I skate. I'll be honest I don't use that one very often. The only thing I mustn't do is muddle them in my head. Or I'm Cardi B down the market and Sonia from EastEnders in bed. Whoa, 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 whoa. The voices in my head, they help me to adjust Without my good old sisterhood I'd certainly combust They've helped me in the past When life has really sucked Oh yeah, if I didn't have my voices I'd be completely
6: fucked
2: again. (laughs) Okay, this final song. um, I wrote it uh, especially for The Guilty Feminist. I wrote it for tonight, and um, the only person that's heard me sing it is my dog in the kitchen last night. I was inspired to write it because um, did any of you come to the Albert Hall or hear the Albert Hall with yeah? With uh, Jess Hines did this incredible speech we are strong, we are strong, we are strong, and Um, Being part of this crazy, guilty feminist gang, um, and I am really the guiltiest of all of the feminists, I really think I am terrible, Um, it's really wonderful to be surrounded by these strong women. Uh, And it's sort of made me question my place in the world a bit and made me possibly think that now might be the time to stop hiding behind other women and um, be a bit more myself. So, thank you. This song uh, is called Strong, and it's all about my pelvic floor. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> what am I? A person with a heart, a heart that keeps beating on. feel it or even break it but you know what I can take it cause my heart is all my own and I am strong what am I a person with a body it's my temple my private path and all mine to nurture or to tease with, do whatever the fuck I please with. My body is my own and I am strong. I am strong. I am strong.
0: Same thing. Why is she not the most famous person in the world? I genuinely don't understand it. Thank you for writing that song for us. It's really beautiful. I cannot wait till we can tour with you and that song. Um, and maybe if we recorded it, with, would you buy it? Yeah, great. Okay. If my CDs were on sale outside, would you buy them? You absolutely should. She's so amazing. Um, and where are you playing so that people can come and see you and all you? London Wonderground, 26th of
2: September. It's a lovely Sunday. It's in Earl's Court. And come for and the podcast this. listeners who live elsewhere, is there any kind of tour? There's a tour coming up. It's called the 12 Days of Jessmus. <laughs> it's a Christmas tour, and um, it's going to be lots of fun coming to a town near you. Great. So
0: check out Jess Robinson's website and see where she's going. Um, Anything else we need to know about you, Jess? Yes, I've got a podcast. It's called Stars in Your Ears, and it's sort of the opposite of the guilty feminist. It's stupid. <laughs> I did it, and I had to learn how to be um, uh, Marlene Dietrich singing Edith Piaf, and it this went very as, good. just as well. It's just as good as the singing that Jess did. So just bear that in mind when you go in to listen to it I also talk about accents and stuff it's a fun, it's a fun show, listen to it um, uh, so we thank you so much for coming out just a big round of applause for everyone uh, at the venue here in the South Centre at the Queen Elizabeth Hall thank you Naomi we're sorry we've run over um, I tried so hard not to run over and I didn't So I'm, I, di- I ran over so I'm very sorry um, also, thank you um, to Bjorn and Jody at UTA who've also made this so possible and amazing and, and uh, care about us in a way that previously we have not been supported. so we really thank you for that. Um, and uh, thank you to everybody who's just come back out and everyone else who's made this possible, um, Gina backstage and all sorts, of, look, uh, others, all sorts of other people, Tom Selinsky. Um, and, you know, look, if I haven't said your name, you know who you are, although clearly I don't. Um, LAUGHTER <laughs> you've all been amazing thank you for listening through the lockdown thank you for staying with us if you could rate review and subscribe it will really help us if you could share we're going to try and do more and bigger and better as now we have ACAS with us so please stay with us come with us tell people share on social media even talk to a real person maybe touch them when you tell them they should come or listen Uh, thank you so much and I just want to give you all a big hug and I feel like crying because it's just like it's an audience and um, you're you're an audience Uh, so thank you Um, in my opinion um, in my opinion you're the finest audience of your generation and um, and it wouldn't be the guilty feminist if we didn't close uh, with our anthem and my god are we going to feel it this time because we have survived take it away Jess Robinson.
2: Thinking how you did me wrong And I grew strong And I learned how to get along So you're back From outer space You just walked in to find me here With that sad look upon your face I should've made you change a lot I should've made you leave the key If I'd known for just one second You'd be back to bother me Go now go I will survive Just turn around now Oh it's been a while you're not Aren't you the one who tried to help me with goodbye. Do you think I crumble? Do you think I live? you're leaving really
6: slowly
2: It took all the strength I had not to fall apart kept trying hard to mend the pieces of my broken heart and I spent so, so many nights just feeling sorry for myself I used to cry but now I hold my head up high and you see me To be free.
0: been listening to The Guilty Feminist with me, Deborah Francis-White, guest co-host Kima Bob and our very special guests Nina Conti and Monkey, with music from Jess Robertson. The Guilty Feminist theme tune was composed by Mark Hart and produced by Nick Sheldon and the producer was Tom Solinsky for the Spontaneity shop thanks to Rachel, Gina, Bjorn, Jodie and everyone at the Queen Elizabeth Hall as well as all of you for listening. For more information about this and other episodes visit
3: From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com.
2: Moonpig.com
0: The Guilty Feminist is provided exclusively from ACAST. Find it wherever you get your podcasts.